tired of the everyday grind? Want to get away from it all? Descent into Paradise. everybody from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. Well, hey, everybody, this is Steph from JustAdayInParadise.com, and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Just a Podcast in Paradise. Me and the Dip Crew love living in the Sunshine State, and it's our goal to help you plan for your very own day in paradise. Follow along as we explore the keys, theme parks, springs, and everything in between. As you know, we're always going to have a cocktail for you today. Or wait, we're always going to have a cocktail for you. And today, we're drinking mangrove juice. We're ready if you are, so kick up your feet, throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. Hi, Megan and Garrett. Hey. Hello. Welcome. It's been a while. It has been a while. Almost. Has it? Seven days. Since the last show. That's true. Just it's been a while, about, guys. But I grew up long beard. Yeah? I haven't showered since then. Wow. Yeah. And you look great. Thank you. Yeah. You. I wouldn't and even know. It smells good too. <laughs> Must be the ball of powder. Wow, well, it's today. a throwback to the ball of powder commercial. Uh, so thanks for coming in today. I feel very thankful. Is it because it's full November? Of thanks. It's not Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, it's not Thanksgiving, not but I thought that this month, since we had such a fun time doing the October themed episodes, yeah. the spooky episodes last month, I thought this month we could talk about things that we're thankful for. Thankful for? Thankful for. Thankful Florida. Thankful Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I know like today I'm thankful-ish for this cocktail that I made. I'm not. (laughs) I like it. You like it? This might be a little strange, Uh but have you ever had like canned pear halves? Yes. And like they're in like a syrup. Oh, God. Wow, yeah, it does kind of taste like that. You ever drank this syrup? <laughs> yeah. Because I used to drink it's this It's like that, but with Gross. alcohol in it. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So what I made for us today, because um, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about mangroves. Mm. Mangroves. Plants. And the mangroves are abundant with life. Yeah. Yeah, that's where all the babies of the sea come from. And I wanted to make something that had a little bit of everything in it. That's kind of that's kind of what my thought process was, uh, and that's also a little murky. So it tastes like mm-hmm. everything. What's in here? I like it. Yeah. Uh, so this is pineapple juice because we're tropical AF. Uh, we have blackberry liqueur, watermelon liqueur, banana liqueur, tequila, and a dark rum floater because we're you know in the islands. So it's kind of like if a high schooler made a tiki cocktail. Yeah, it okay. sounds like high school parties. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like high school parties, yeah. Yeah, so, I you know. I feel like a high schooler. Yeah, this. I think we're all going to feel like Is we're in high school the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's actually creepy now that I think about it. Uh, so, but I think before we jump in to this episode, I wanted to ask you guys, because we talk about Florida all the time. Obviously, we love living here and mm-hmm. being everywhere. And doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there anything that like jumps out at you? Like you're super thankful for living in Florida? Two things. Okay. Being five minutes away from a beach because I work with people all around the country. Mm-hmm. And like being on the phone with them and like getting to tell them like, yeah, I'm five minutes from a beach. They're like, I haven't been to the beach in years. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Like it's crazy how rare that is. So. And I think when I was younger, I kind of took that for granted. Yeah. You know, like beach mm-hmm. days were more of like a big production yeah but now it's like you just go sometimes yeah, you just, just go for go a walk or watch the sunset yeah, yeah and then that. two is of course the parks yes it's the parks i mean that is like a world and there's parks and i was thinking about this today there's parks all over the u.s uh-huh. and the world but florida's got the best ones yeah yeah and it's not like orlando where like you might have a really cool park like i've been to some cool parks in Pennsylvania, yeah. California, and New Jersey, but it's like that's the park, yeah. and that's it. That's all there is to do. People come yeah. from all over the world to go to the Orlando, right? Yeah. Because they're just packed together. There's so much diversity, which makes it like highly competitive with like the best rides and exactly. shows. And so that's a, the, a big number one for me because I grew up going there. They're the best ones, and I'm so happy that I'm only three hours away. 
That's nice. I like that. So he took two good ones. I don't know what you're going to say. Mine's of a similar vein. It's just like mm-hmm. the variety of experiences that Florida has to offer and that you can really experience year round because of the weather. Yeah. Like you've got the springs, you've got the beaches, you've got the theme parks. Like the only thing we really don't have is like skiing and mountain climbing. But not for long. Not for long. Yeah. I think is not Orlando like. No, it's Tampa. Is it Tampa? Tampa? I think it's yeah. Tampa. Is it doing like a inside snow resort I think it's just thing? sledding I don't know if it's skiing and snowboarding but there I is I think someone is doing skiing really? and snowboarding I think you might be right That'd yeah be we're gonna have to research right. that right so that's really cool yeah. I, mean, I just think that Florida has it all even it indoor skydiving which you've done yes yeah, thumbs down and people thumbs talk down. crap about Florida <laughs> all the time down. but all of you come here for vacation yeah you know it's weird yeah you better talk nice about us mm. okay yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, for me, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I love everything that you guys said, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also love kind of the juxtaposition of always like something new and Good exciting, work. but also you're only like a hop, skip, and a jump away from wild Florida the space at Center. any <laughs> yeah, the Kennedy Space Center. I love the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, but I love wild Florida. I yeah. love all the snorkeling that you can do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love being out in the water. So like you said, whether you're at a beach or a spring and today we're going to talk a little bit about what helps keep all that stuff alive that we like so much. Uh, we're going to jump into some national parks. We'll give you some fun facts about our national parks. And then we actually have a pretty fun interview from the CEO of Mangear. Wow. Mangear. Was I on there? You were, you were Uh. there. Yep. <laughs> so I'm we're kidding. Gonna, we are going to talk to Kyle Rawson in a little bit. He's going to educate us. Uh, but first, we got to hear from some of our friends, and then we'll be right back. Okay, Garrett, it's time for bed. No, 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 no. Can you you tell me a story first? All right. One story, and then it's nighty night for you. Do you remember the one about Meggie Locks and the three cocktails? Oh, my gosh. I love this one. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Meggie Locks. She went for a walk on the beach. Pretty soon, she came upon a tiki bar. She sat down in the bar, and immediately she was served three beautiful cocktails. Meggie Locks can never resist a free drink. She tasted the first one and realized the straw was plastic. No, plastic is terrible for the environment. I can't drink this. So, she tasted the second drink. Gross. The straw's all soggy, and all I taste is paper. So, she tasted the last cocktail. Mmm, this hay straw is perfect. She said happily and enjoyed the rest of her delicious margarita. Well, Garrett, what's the moral of the story? (sighs) That when you use hay straws, all natural, 100%, biodegradable, gluten-free, and never soggy straws, you're actually doing your part to help take care of our planet. They can be tossed right in the compost bin after and will break down naturally and return to the circle That's right, big guy. Good night, Steph. Good night, Garrett. We can all sleep a little easier thanks to Haystraws. Visit Haystraws.com to find out more. And we're back. From the break. From the break. Uh, speaking of hay straws, I love my hay straws. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, resilient. They are resilient. It's like I'm on a farm. Smell <laughs> the hay. It's like a cocktail you farm. Don't, you don't taste the hay, to you, be clear. No, you don't. But you smell the hay though. Sometimes you can. No. I, when, well, before, before it's in the drink, before it's in the drink and everything, uh-huh. when you're taking it out of the box, you can smell maybe you smell the box. Maybe. Maybe we should do a test to see if it's the box. What if the box is made out of hay too? Hay straws in a hay box. I think it's cardboard. It's definitely cardboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the reasons that we, wow, that's strong. One of the reasons <laughs> that we use hay straws is because single use plastics and other assorted garbages and litterings 
uh, wind up in places like our mangroves and our beaches. And we want to do as much as we can, like we hope you do, to minimize that trash and save the fishies and the plants and stuff. Uh, so hay straws are actually biodegradable. So if, Garrett, you wanted to go outside and be like, I'm done with this and just toss it, it'll go back from But I can only throw the hay. I can't, the hay don't straw. Throw the I can't cup. throw the cup or No, anything. don't throw the cup. Would it, I don't know a lot about biodegradableness or mm-hmm. recycling, but if no. you threw it in the trash, is that worse than just putting it outside? I was thinking about that too because we did the hay straw review and it talks about the fact that they're compostable. Right. So. Not a lot of compost bins, at least not where we live. Right. So I was thinking maybe we should make like a compost pile, an experiment with hay straws. Because I do feel like throwing it out might be worse than just. Right. Putting it out. Because it, it moves to the trash pile. You know? Yeah. If you know anything about composting, hit us up at Just Take a Dip and maybe you can teach us some things. Yeah. We don't live in California, so we don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a little slower to get over here to the yeah. East Coast. So uh, so let's talk about national parks. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, Florida has three national parks. What are they? They are Biscayne National Park in South Florida, Dry Tortugas National Park down in the Keys, and Everglades National Park, which is, I guess, technically South Florida, but it kind of runs between uh, South Florida and Southwest Florida. Fun right. fact about our national parks... Uh, every single one of them is surrounded by or entirely in water. So like other places might have national parks in the mountains or whatever, the plains. So we're water parks is what you're <gasps> saying. Yeah, yeah we are. That sounds so much cooler than any other. Type oh, is of your park. national park a water park? Yeah. yeah. Ours is. And we have three of them. Three. So yeah. How about that? Uh, found from NPS.org that on August 25th, 1916, President Woodrow Wilson signed the legislation establishing the National Park Service. At the same time, women across the country were fighting to guarantee their right to vote throughout the United States, a right that would finally be recognized when the 19th Amendment became part of the U.S. Constitution on August 26, 1920, the day after the fourth birthday of the National Park Service. So uh, back in this last August, uh, now as we celebrate the 104th birthday of the National Park Service, we are also recognizing the centennial of the amendment that strengthened the public position of women in American civic life. So like park rangers and such, empowering them to be stronger advocates for the places that became part of the national park system over the next hundred years. So if you're into history and stuff like that, you can go to nps.org and they are shining a spotlight as it were onto some of the women of the National Park Service throughout the years. And yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So to summarize, bitches love national parks. They do. I guess. Hashtag bitches love national parks. That's my takeaway. I I will say, (laughs) I I know that Woodrow Wilson signed that legislature. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt was much more involved in that entire thing. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I know he was like super into adventure. He, so he's the one that Ooh, really... It's adventurous for a woman to vote. Ooh. He's the one that... <laughs> I was referring more to like the parks themselves. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the outdoors. <laughs> he, he's the one that really established the national park system. Woodrow Wilson oh. signed it into, in, into legislature, but... Well, he, thank he you really to our local historian. Just saying. Garrett Lewis. Uh, so we are going to break down some of these cool parks. Uh, we're going to start with Biscayne National Park. I keep thinking you're saying Biscuit National Park, and I want to go there. Biscayne. Like, Key Biscayne? Have you heard of it? Yes, but I've never been. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you about it. Key, Biscayne National Park is located in South Florida, just south of Miami. We love Miami. We love Miami. We love Miami. <laughs> 95% of this national park is in water. Nice. Can it's you soaked. It? Yeah. You can. Yeah, there's cool. coral reefs, mangroves, what? I didn't know islands, that. yep, and Biscayne Bay. Uh, humans have inhabited the region encompassing Biscayne. What is wrong with me? Biscayne it's Park? It's, it's At a salad all... for lunch. Humans have inhabited the region encompassing Biscayne National Park for at least 10,000 years. Hello. Uh, there are at least 44 shipwrecks in Biscayne National Park. Sick. Yep, some dating back. Uh, to the 1500s. Oh my gosh. Right? Can, we, can you snorkel them? You can. And I'm not saying that there's treasure, but there could be. Um, let's talk about some fun facts. 
Biscayne National Park protects one of the world's most extensive coral reefs on Earth. Earth. <laughs> we love Earth. We yeah. love our planet. Should we do that we at karaoke tonight? Earth. We could. Yeah. It is our home. That's beautiful. Yeah. We do. do the whole thing. No, don't. No. 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 I'm no. a baboon. No. <laughs> if you don't know what Not song me. we're talking about, who sings it? You're crazy. Well, I think Who's everyone knows. Will Dickey? Right. But for our listeners that might not be familiar. It's yeah. a great tune. Ariana Grande's in it. Love mm-hmm. her. Justin Bieber. Everybody's in it. Who else? Literally everybody. Um, Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> so literally everyone. Someone from Zach Brown band. I'm assuming Zach Brown. Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just the band and they didn't invite him? Rude. Yeah. He doesn't love the earth. <laughs> uh, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm surprised that we weren't invited. But yeah, if we, we, we had we had the, the, kind the of dip had the yeah. dip hadn't come out yet. That's true. Well, if, yeah. the, if you do like a month before, an so. answer to the song Lil Dicky uh, hit us up, we'd be happy to participate. Megan's a great rapper. Uh, but yeah, so that would be a great accompaniment to uh, this episode when you're done with it. There are four ecosystems in Biscayne National Park. Do you want to guess what they are? For what? Ecosystem. Uh, yep. Yep. Mangroves. Estuary. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it says the sha- there's like shallow waters. The I think sha- that's an es- estuary. And then there's like a, like a shallow water reef and an offshore reef. So you really get twofer with that answer. Nice, nice job. Uh, Biscayne National Park is the largest marine park in the United States under the Sick. national park system. It's also part of the only tropical reef that is alive on the mainland of the United States. It's a little sad. It is sad, but you know, the national park system protects these spots for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. Uh, Biscayne National Park coral reef is susceptible to environmental damage that can kill or sicken the coral. As the nearby Miami area continues to grow, the population does it as well, and this is a threat to the reef system's survival, uh, which is like kind of a... <coughs> Sorry. Did you have no, it was something shot up my hastra. Got him right in the hay straw. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's about awareness. There's a lot of things that you can do to protect the reef system. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that with our guest. Um, but let's move on to Dry Tortugas National Park. Cool name. It is a cool name. It is a cool name. Do you know what a tortuga Turtle. is in Spanish? Yeah. I think <laughs> it's actually a tortoise. Yeah. I tortoise. Most tortoise. specifically. Yeah, because it's dry. Right. So Tortoises dry. Tortoises don't go in the water. Right. Or, Did well, you... What? Tortoises are dry. They don't swim. But you don't have to emphasize that they're dry because tortoises are already it's, dry. It's a dry tortoise. It's an. It's like as far as tor- tortoise. But turtles are wet normally, so wouldn't you want to emphasize that it's dry if it's dry? So it would be the dry. Never mind. You don't need to emphasize a, a, a tortoise being dry. That's what I'm saying. Tortuga. They really want to bring it home. Uh, so Dry Tortugas National Park is made up of seven small islands. It is one of the world's most unique eco-attractions. It's the crown jewel of historic Fort Jefferson. This was once used as a prison during the Civil War, and uh, you can go there to learn of its history and enjoy an array of activities. You can camp there overnight. Camp. I guess that's implied it's a little hot. when you talk about camping. It, it is. is hot, but it might be nice in the winter. Mm-hmm. Breezy. Uh, I learned this. There's no fresh water there. That's so scary, the, right? So they just drink salt water? No, no. You have to bring water. I know. <laughs> um, in 1992, the Dry Tortugas was established as a national park. More than 80,000 people a year come to see and explore this secluded oasis and all of its eco-wonders. The Dry Tortugas National Park is also known for its extraordinary bird-watching opportunities. Nice. Yeah. There's a diverse assortment of bird species, and they're said to make... The park home. That's really sweet. Uh, right. You can also snorkel, fish, hike, soak up the sun, take really cool pictures because it's not just the island and all of its fruits, so to speak. But there's a really cool fort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been. Neither. I'm going to tell you why. Why? There's only two ways you can get there. Do it Bo- there. Boat. Yep. Seaplane. Yeah. I was going to say, well, actually, there's three. You can swim there. Swim, seaplane. I don't, I can't swim there. 
I mean, you, maybe maybe Michael you Phelps could swim yeah. there. Yeah, it would be quite a trek because it's like a producer. How long is the boat to dry Tortugas? Mother of God. This just in the producer said that the boat to dry Tortugas is three hours. So that's three hours each way. You're getting up early in the morning. You're probably leaving from Key West. From Key West is three hours? Yes. Maybe two and a half. Regardless. The point is, it's upwards of two hours each way. You could not swim there. But, like, I feel like, personally, and this is, you can call this a dip tip, and this is not to um, diminish the wonders that might be available to you on dry tortugas. Uh, And if, unless you have, like, I'd say maybe four or five full days uh, in Key West, mm-hmm. this might be a like skip it thing because you can still snorkel off the keys pretty much anywhere, especially in Key West has some of the best snorkeling in my opinion. Uh, and it's not going to be a whole day. You can do the same things for like a half day. So it depends on how much time you have. If you have a whole day that you can say, take it, dry Tortugas, then do it. It definitely sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. I- oh. Go it's ahead. about 67 miles from Key West. Wow. But you have to leave from Key uh, West, boat. right? Yeah, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's the closest to yeah. leave from. And so you can do the seaplane. I think the seaplane is only 30 minutes. Oh, cool. Yeah. But a seaplane sounds awesome. To sea someone that plane. likes flying. Uh, I, I would do, do like it. Flying. Some people are like afraid to fly anyway, and then getting in a seaplane is kind of like extra sketch. And it's a heck of a lot more money. Mm. You know? More so money. there's pros and cons. More money than the... A, Boat. Then the boat. Right. Okay, I, Is there a yeah. helicopter ride? That'd be dope. <laughs> I don't know. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. But I feel like that would like maybe hurt the ecosystem more. Or like, okay, now jump. Skydive down. <laughs> <laughs> you just base jump out of the helicopter onto dry tortugas. That'd be pretty cool. Um, let's see. So fun facts. The name dry tortugas comes from two separate factors like we talked about. There's no fresh water on the park or in the park. So it's dry like you can't drink it. Yeah. That's where the dry it's, comes it's, from, Garrett. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Causing early explorers. Or, or, normally a dry island means there's no alcohol on it. Not normally no water right. on it. it. But if you bring alcohol, you're definitely going to want to bring extra water because it's dry. Uh, early explorers labeled the area dry. Uh, and then tortuga is the word. It says for turtle, but I'm pretty sure it's for tortoise. Mm-hmm. But either way, whatever. Uh, there's five types of turtles that live within the park. Cool. Yep. Can we name them all? I don't have them listed. Oh, Let's move on from that then. I, if I was I'm guessing guess. a box turtle lives there. Gopher tortoise. A yeah, sea I was say gopher. Sea turtle, good one. An obvious one. <laughs> Softshell turtle. I do like That's them soft shells. I think soft shells are in freshwater like though. Yeah, they are. So I don't think 100%. you could live there because there's no freshwater. Uh oh. Are box turtles freshwater as well? Bad answers, Garrett. I think are box turtles amphibious? Alright, this is going the train's going off the tracks. Are they? I believe so. They're reptiles though. The the right, reptiles. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A turtle is a reptile. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I All thought right. she said they're amphibious. Next up, we've got Everglades National Park. Uh, our oldest national park is Everglades National Park. An unparalleled landscape of exceptional beauty. Everglades National Park encompasses 1.5 million acres of Jeez. sub... I know. Right? I bet skunk apes in there. But For that's sure. Outside. Um, we know skunk apes... Yeah. We know Skunk Ape Davis. Yeah, he's definitely there. Uh, Everglades National Park was established on December 6, 1947, and 70 years later, it remains an international treasure attracting visitors from all over the world. Fun fact, Everglades National Park is home to one of the largest wetlands in the world. Florida all about yeah. the wetlands. <laughs> Nine distinct habitats have been identified in the park, including pine rocklands, coastal lowlands, and marine waters. But the park is best known for its mangroves. Thought it would be the gators. Really? Mm-hmm. Notice a gator scene. Yeah. Well, I think it's talking specifically about the, like, ecosystems. the ecosystems. Yeah. Uh, the Everglades is teeming with plant and animal species. That's where you're talking about manatees, mm. alligators, mm-hmm. American crocodiles, mm-hmm. and Florida panthers. Have you guys ever seen a panther? Um, when I was very young, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I might have. I yeah. don't know. At Shy Wolf Sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. I saw well, a yeah. panther there, which it was pretty um, 
I don't know. I expected it to be bigger. Yeah, they're not that big. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're not that big. But not to say that it's like a house cat. Substantial. Well, behavior-wise, I've heard they're all like house cats. Oh, really? That's what they want you to think until they rip your freaking they guts really? out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I used to work at um, a hotel mm-hmm. on Marco Island. Mm-hmm. And every night, not every night, I'm exaggerating, but a lot of nights, guests would call the front desk. And if, you know, right. if you've ever been on a long stretch of land anywhere in South Florida, you see panther crossing. Yeah. Like on the on the road. And you're like, please. And you're like, like when is the day that I'm going to see this panther? Uh, like, Prove so, it. Right. So people that, <laughs> that's the first time they're seeing them, they're like, oh my God. There's panthers. There's panthers everywhere. Oh my God. Be on the lookout. And so we had um, like house, like domesticated house cats that lived. Outdoor on, cats. Like, yeah. You know, but they lived there. They lived mm. at the pool. And guests would call and be like, there's panthers at the pool. <laughs> And I'm and like, like, just be quiet, please. Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's not. And they're like, seriously, there's a panther at the pool. I can see it on the chase lounge. Can you please call animal control? We're in peril. And so I'm obligated to go confirm that it's not a panther. And it's just Willie. You get out there and it's just Willie. Willie's the house cat. Willie's the name and of the cat. He's one of the cats, cat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so if you come visit and you're looking for a panther... You probably won't see You're one. You're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, but they're out there, and uh, they're endangered. Mm-hmm. Very. You know? Uh, so if you see one, Don't stay kill it. away from it. Don't kill it. Watch where you're driving with your car. You're probably not going to see one. But if you do, you better, you know. Better not kill it. Leave it alone. Be nice. Yeah. We want it to make more panthers. We like them. Yeah. Um, exploring the third largest national park in the lower 48 states can be quite adventurous. You can kayak hundreds of miles through water trails, bike through pine rocklands, or enjoy some world-class fishing. Nice. What's your favorite out of those three? I think fishing because kayaking gets really tight. If there's a backrest, if there's a good backrest, a Uh good seat, kayaking. Yeah. I do like kayaking, but sometimes I'm like, I've gone so far. I'm too tired to get back. Yeah. It depends (laughs) on the current. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be mindful of how strong the current is because if it's taking you out, really fast, you're going to have a hard time getting back. Or you just wait for the current to go back in. <laughs> yeah, you could do that, but your skin's going to burn off. Um, Everglades National Park contains the largest contiguous stand of protected mangroves in the Western Hemisphere. Mm. The word mangrove is used to describe a cluster of several trees, all with impenetrable root systems and the ability to flourish in salty environments. Both mysterious and beautiful, mangroves help clean water while also providing a shelter to marine organisms. Mm. During the dry months, wading birds congregate here to feed and nest, and in the summer, the mangroves provide the first line of erosion defense against the winds and waves of tropical storms and hurricanes. Did you go back to kindergarten stuff? I did. I'm like stuttering all over myself. Uh, I just got stutter all over me. Uh, So we had the opportunity to snorkel mangroves recently. Not you guys, the oh, producer no, and myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was awesome. And there was like m- millions of baby fish, like all different kinds of jellyfish, lots of vegetation. It was really neat. Uh, like I said, that's where all the things get born. The things get, that's where baby. They're birthed. Baby animals are birthed. Uh, so we need the mangroves to help protect all the little fishies before they're ready to go out into the deep ocean. Uh, but they also protect the coastline. So from things like hurricanes and erosion and things like that. So we need mangroves. They better work this weekend. Or yeah. Monday. Thanks, Hurricane Eta. Eta? That's the name. Etta. Who names a Hurricane ETA is what I'd like to know. It's very confusing. Eta. What's the ETA, What's the ETA, ETA? on ETA? It'd be, it'd be, yeah. it'd be Ada. Ada? Yeah, it's Ada. 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 Either way, she's she's coming. Uh, so, yeah, thanks a lot, Weather Channel. Uh, but I'm no expert on mangroves. Are you guys? No. No. But no. I think we might know one. Do we know we one? We do know one. Yeah. We do, right? So uh, I thought it might be cool to invite on the CEO of Mangear. His name's Kyle Rawson. Uh, him and his brother actually put together an organization that not only helps you look cool, but helps really you cool. really cool. Uh, but helps you protect the mangroves while you're doing it. You guys want to talk to him? Yeah, yes. I'm in. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get him on here. Sound That's good? Right, All yeah. right, let's do it.
Wow, playing frisbee on the beach is the best. I know. What a great day for fun in the sun. Why don't you come join us, Garrett? I know how much you love ultimate frisbee. You know, I'm actually going to sit this one out, guys. Garrett, that's not like you. Is something wrong? It's just that, you know, it's really hot out, and, and my thighs, they're, they're so clammy. Oh, don't worry, bro. We've all been there. I've got just the thing in my beach bag. Try this ball of powder. Powder? Yeah. Isn't that for babies? <laughs> Not this powder, Gare Bear. Whether you're enjoying an actual day in paradise or just grinding away and daydreaming of your next dip to come, Ball of Body Products for Men will keep you feeling fresh, comfortable, and smelling great. The finest Italian talc blend with all natural essentials and fragrances that will keep you chafe free and walking confidently wherever your journey through paradise takes you. Wow, Steph, you're right. I've never felt so fresh and comfortable. I'm gonna wear this at the office. And it smells good too. All right, Garrett, go along. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one thing that all three national parks have in common, if you guys are paying attention. Mangroves. They all have mangroves. They all have mangroves, exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Should we do this? That's better. We don't this can be an editing out. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is such an integral part of not only life in our national parks, but all over Florida. Mangroves do a lot to protect our wildlife and even our coastline. So I thought this would be a great time to introduce you guys to not only a mangrove expert, but also someone who is dedicated to keeping them thriving. He and his team are leading a movement for environmental change, restoration, and awareness. They also want to give folks around the world an opportunity to help and look good while you're doing it. So let me introduce you to Mangear CEO, Kyle Rawson. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So we actually found you guys while we were doing some research for this episode. Uh, we've been talking a lot about national parks and we found your company, Mangear, because you guys are really focused on conservation. And when I did a little deep diving into the company, I just love the cause. And I know that when we go out swimming, uh, which we'll get into, I think, uh, just organically talking to you, you see like the mangrove pods all over the place. Uh, so we wanted to get a little bit more information from you about what Mangear is and what motivated you to found it. That's a great question. Um, so I'll have to bring you back about seven years. Uh, attending Florida Gulf Coast University, uh, pursuing a degree in environmental studies. Um, while I was doing that degree, I was taking uh, a bunch of classes, oceanography, biology, um, chemistry, and really deep into the sciences, and uh, was participating in kind of an off-campus uh, field trip to one of the marine labs, it's called mm -hmm. Bethel Marine Lab, mm -hmm. and was uh, staring at a stand of mangroves with a good, good friend of mine, and uh, he goes, you know, it would be cool. And I go, what's that, bud? And he goes, mangrove camo. And we're staring at these mangrove trees. And we're like, you know what? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. And that was kind of just like the initial idea that, that catapulted into all these other ideas that we came up with kind of at round tables. And um, we'll say uh, maybe a few libations were involved um, <laughs> to come up with the idea. Um, for the first two years, I was developing kind of the concept, who we are, what, our, what was our brand identity, who was man going to be. And really kind of just kept working off of that momentum um, with just idea generation, you know, literally just round tables, getting together, who are we going to be? So we came up with buy one, plant one based off of Tom's, yep. you know, just having a one for one. Um, and we, we figured since we had the mangrove camp, nobody was going to be mangroves that, you know, intuitively we were going to plant mangroves. So um, my brother has a degree in horticulture. And um, with that degree, we're like, let's, Let's start growing mangroves. Let's understand the biology behind them. What makes them kick? How do we how do we grow them? And we dove right into it. So we started collecting seed pods or propagules um, floating in the water, um, growing our salinity test, soil test, sediment pod, and you know, just thinking anything and everything that we could do to generate like faster growth, but doing it like organically, not adding fertilizers and stuff because this mm. stuff eventually makes it back into our waterways. Yep. So. Um, 
that's kind of where it all started. And, and we've been growing mangroves for, for over five years. We just knocked our 50 year anniversary on the 23rd. Oh, congratulations. September. And we've planted over a quarter million mangroves today around wow. the world. Awesome. So, so um, we've achieved great success and we're, we're just kind of done for us how far we've gotten and, um, you know, just the incredible opportunity to, to change the world one mega at a time. Um, that's been kind of our, our in-house slogan for a long time. Yeah, that's such a good message. And for those of you that haven't visited uh, mangear.com yet, you guys are twins, right? Yep. Yep. Identical twin brothers. He's a lefty. I'm a righty. We're Miriam. So that's almost <laughs> you know, camouflage in itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I can say it was Keith and he can say it was Kyle. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And on Ancestry.com, they do say that we're either identical twins or it's the same person. So, um, so I think they've got it right. So, <clears throat> but the ecosystem functions that mangroves provide, you know, they're great shoreline protectors. They provide habitat for birds, fish, and aquatic species. And they really are that keystone species that, that identifies Florida and our coastline. Um, much more so like when someone like people think Florida they think beaches they think coastline they think like you know like you said Miami earlier you know Fort Lauderdale you go down to the beach and that's like that's Florida well that's really not Florida at all Florida is totally mangroves if you ask me Mm -hmm. Florida Keys it's all mangroves when you go to Everglades National Park it's all mangroves when you go to the Dry Tortugas it's mangroves right so each one of those ecosystems literally is there because of mangroves otherwise they'd be wiped out the face of the earth every time we have a hurricane because Literally, the southern tip of Florida is in the path of more hurricanes than probably just about any ecosystem in the United States of America. Yeah, yeah I love how you talked about the organic growing, too, because we're based out of Naples. And, you know, we've seen a lot of red tide. And, you know, I think that there's people, maybe especially travelers and visitors to the area, think that there's a lot of mystery around what causes it or maybe that happens naturally. But it really comes from all the chemical runoffs, as far as I know. Can you tell us any more about, like, what people can do to help prevent that? Sure. I mean, I I think you go back to the word um, using organics. Um, You know, we've – Florida's got a a huge knack. I mean, uh, when you you look up the state, Orlando is is, is a big central hub for a lot of pollutants that run south. Um, so we are big golf courses. We love overwatering the hell out of stuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff makes it into our waterways. Um, eventually that stuff brews in Lake Okeechobee and, and finds its way south and uh, through our, through other, uh, watersheds. Um, one thing that we lack now is, uh, we don't put water through our natural filters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Everglades is a great ecosystem. Um, it was meant to filter for many years and, through the Everglades, you when you get through the Everglades, you actually go right into mangrove forest. So there used to be these huge labyrinths of natural creek, freshwater creek flows that went out and out by the south down into Everglades National Park and into these different areas. So people don't even understand a, a bit of the clue of the ecosystem biomass at the Everglades and Everglades National Park and all these different, um, I think you call them biospheres or, mm-hmm. or bioecosystems. Um, but there's actually seven different type of biomes Florida, um, which is unlike any other place in the whole world. It's it's literally a place unique of itself because you have swamp, you have uplands, you have wetlands, you have mangrove ecosystems. You've got, you know, um, you know, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but it's, it truly is an amazing ecosystem in itself. And humans really aren't supposed to be down here in South Florida. It's It's just one of those places that should have been <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's sad, like, s- some of what we do is, and I don't want to take us too far off course here, but, you know, sure. we want to make tourism here feel more comfortable, you know, so we do sure. things like try to exterminate mosquitoes, we do things like put on sunscreen, and I know that we t- we talk a lot about using, like, Rico, uh, excuse me, eco-safe or reef-safe sunscreen. Do you know if yep. sunscreen can harm mangroves? I, I don't know any science behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of things that actually harm mangrove ecosystems besides um, the, the four main factors, um, and most actually deal with humans. So you have natural disasters, uh, coastal development, where we actually block fresh water flow and tidal flow, like between mangrove ecosystems. And you also have uh, charcoal farming. You have shrimp farming, and then uh, actually there's a fifth one that I've been more that's been more apparent, but not as much in Florida. But different types of funguses and bacteria. Mm-hmm. 
um, can also have an effect yeah. on maker of ecosystems. Uh, it's not, it's not, I don't see it as much, but it, it really only kind of shows itself when, when systems become, so, um, there's a, there's a little project on right here, you guys, in Marco Island. It's called Fruit Farm Creek. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's where I did my internship, by the way, in Naples. Oh, um, nice. At uh, no, Rookery. Yeah, well, Rookery, Rookery Bay. Bay. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yep, National, National Estuarine Research Reserve. So I did. I spent some time there. Um, not really focused overview, overall picture um, when it comes to just ecosystems. And I used to teach about oysters and mangroves and stuff. It's nice. Fun. Do, do the classes and stuff but there's a san marco road that runs to marco island mm-hmm. um right when you get past good there's about a 200 acre property um off to the south kind of south i'd say southwest of the road there um that completely died off um, it died off because that roadway is actually cutting off the tidal flow oh, to where wow. water wasn't actually able to escape the area so when you have these large basically pools of water that built up after hurricane uh andrew i think was the catalyst that kind of shut everything off um but basically you build these sulfates these sulfates and phosphates and all these different types of acids so it makes this concoction of things that take 15 years to brew you would say right um and then all of a sudden those mangroves shut off and what they're trying to do is they're i think they're actually moving forward i think in april now but this is this has been going on since i was there in 2015 uh, this has been a long time coming, but they're going to be opening up the hydrology back. They're building more culverts, um, and basically they're going to let that that natural water flow go bit back into that area. And basically, what's going to happen is that area is going to naturally restore itself with mangroves, because awesome. um, Mother Nature does it best. Um, yeah. If there is any, if there is any way that man can help, I'm sure um, we'll we'll be there. Um, we've been we've been close with lots of different partners around the state, working from FWC, DEP. The municipalities, that's how we get a lot of our work done. Uh, it's not only just, you know, about planting mangroves. You have to actually have a permit to plant where you plant. You just can't just go stick them in the ground and say, okay, yeah. that's good. Right, um, so there's a lot of science that's behind it. There's a lot of um, a lot of research that needs to go into it to make success, successful projects. Uh, and it really is quite a fascinating business because it really, you know, when we started, we really didn't, I don't, we didn't know the ins and outs of any of this. We just started doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how, we, and that's how we learned was by doing and figuring out, making phone calls and learning more to do the best we could in, in every aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I get that. And, you know, you know, you know, you speaking about how, you know, the mangroves are going to restore once that waterway gets, you know, open back up and everything, you know, as native Floridians, you know, we probably went through science class and learned how to, you know, learned how, you know, mangroves were, you know, grew and how that whole life cycle was. But can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that? Like how, like what the mangrove life cycle kind of looks like? Sure. Um, so we have, we have three main species in Florida here. We have red, we have black, and we have white. And they all generally go in the transitions. And each one serves kind of its own ecosystem uh, purpose and function. Uh, one of the highlighted ones is the red mangrove. That's like the one that everyone in the postcards or, or whatever, and that's the one that has the, the iconic prop and drop roots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to like pinpoint like one one thing with mangroves because they do so much. Um, but really, what they're really like, what they really do the best is they provide habitat. Um, they provide habitat for birds. They provide habitat for fish, and that really is like the quintessential thing. Um, as far as filtering goes, they make a great, they, they provide lots of surface attached to the roots, barnacles to attach their roots. And, and they do do a bit of a filtering as well. But um, really to sum it all up, they're just the keepers of the coast. They, they really are. They, they provide habitat for multi, a multitude of species. And then within that habitat, birds can literally go hunt right there. Fish can go hide in the roots. They can do, all kinds of things. Yeah, very versatile plant. Yeah, super, always, super versatile. I've always loved seeing them. Um, I know you're on a mission to plant a million mangroves by 2021. I know you recently reached the quarter million mark. Sounds still like an ambitious goal. So how you know how else can we help? How can our listeners help? How can we help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we, we launched a campaign called Planting Hope um, that's been helping us to kind of scale our initiatives and get get the word out about mang a little bit more. 
And um, through this initiative, we're actually utilizing our social media bases as another way for us to gather and plant mangroves. You know, uh, being a for-profit business, we get to decide where our money goes and how we want it to go or where we want it to go. So we decided that we want to put it more more back into uh, giving back to the environment. So, you know, even just a, a follow to our one of our pages, at Mangear on Instagram or Facebook, will actually plant a mangrove in your name. Already uh, followed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so... That gives that gives like just another elevation point for us to market, nice. and just to get the good word about like what Mang is doing, um, because we just we truly believe in philanthropy and giving back. Uh, so, yeah, we do realize a million mangroves is, in twenty twenty one is super 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 ambitious. Uh, when we made that goal, we we had we have big hopes. Uh, we really we really want to see the world like start to take a change, and um, setting a goal really just helps us. To look at how we how we can navigate to get there, um, using community partners, using influencers, using all this kind of get the brand on 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 its legs to continue to do more restoration, to make more partnerships, to reach out and and just give the team an extra push and drive to to get things done. Um, if we hit it, that's great. If we don't hit it, that's okay too. I'm sure we'll be we'll, I'm sure we'll be close and, and on our way. Um, but we've been able to about over 150,000 more mangroves this year. Um, then we, we did 150,000 mangroves, I think, in one year versus 100,000 in, in four years wow. of business. Nice. So, wow, um, we are, yeah, so we are expanding, and our restoration side is much bigger. And we have ultimate goals of, of having kind of our own on-site staff in other countries. So oh, we do do some, we do do some philanthropy through, through some nonprofit partners who plant mangroves. Um, and we do all our own, and we have our own farm. We figure out our own projects and we go and we do the hard work of installing mangroves. So we do bi-weekly plantings where volunteers can come help plant with us when we have available sites. And then other weeks we have nursery events, um, bi-weekly nursery, nursery events where people can come out to our, uh, our headquarters. They can help assort mangroves, they can help hot mangroves up. They can do, and, um, they can learn. We, we teach along the way and they can learn all about mangrove ecosystems and they can do community service hours too if their kids are in high school and they need stuff like that as well. Well, that's nice. so good to know. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of places, uh, employers now offer like volunteer time off work and things like that. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. With everything you buy on the website, it plants a mangrove, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Our stickers, our buffs. Awesome. Those buffs yeah. are really great. Our shirts. Especially right it just, now. It just made it, it makes it simple, you know, that way it's like, you know, otherwise, no, your sticker's not going to go to to our cost. You know, we just <laughs> yeah. figured, we just figured if you have a cool sticker and we can afford to plant a mangrove, then yeah. it's kind of just a win-win for us. Um, so you'll see, you'll see other products like we're working on a fully 100% um, um, earth safe bracelet, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. if you know, something that if it falls off your wrist, it's not going to be around for 500 years. Right, uh, we're right. gonna, we just came out with a brand new, brand new made in USA organic cotton line, um, that features three iconic brand logos. And we're, we are focused on sustainability. That's one of our, our 2020, uh, goal was to be single use plastic free. Um, we're about, probably 15 to 30 days away from actually achieving that. So nice. we've got a three, three month buffer. So we're hoping by November and December, that's fully, um, fully like in the mission, um, or that or we achieve that. And then in 2021, uh, we're looking forward and as a business, we'd like to be carbon neutral, uh, oh. by 2030 or even carbon negative. Um, so one thing that makes Maine Maine unique a little bit is we are planting trees. So we kind of already done stuff like that as well, Mm -hmm. as far as from a company standpoint and just looking, just looking forward at at how we can reduce our carbon footprint. You know, a lot of companies get goods from China and not the vast China. We, we try to stay out of there as much as we can, but extremely difficult as an an apparel manufacturer and being competitive and and continue to stay competitive. So Mm -hmm. we've been, we, we pay a little extra stuff from the USA. We're, we're trying to put that into the messaging that we care about our local sources. So mm-hmm. everything's printed here in Pompano Beach, everything. Um, and then we have a couple fully made in USA products that are available to market today. That's awesome. That is great. And yeah. the shirts are really nice. I, shirts. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking at them right now. Like I looked at them last night too. I'm like, these are Yeah, the designs so are so cool. They are so I cool. Them. I really like the Raise the Reef one where you can like see the ecosystem under. Yeah, because yeah, you don't realize like how much – of the state is really interconnected just by the water on the water. 100%. Yeah. Well, fun fact about the designs is all the designs are done in the family. 
Oh, wow. Um, you guys are killing yeah, so it. My Aunt Sherry is a fantastic artist. Shout out to Aunt Sherry. Shout out to Aunt Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Aunt Sherry. And, um, yeah, so Aunt Sherry, she's been doing art for us for five years. And then my brother Keith, um, he's a talented graphic designer that he picked up when we started business. He didn't do graphic design before that. Oh, that's awesome. But he, self, self-taught. So he's been doing all the color ways, the color pops, um, and and all that stuff. And then he also has a couple of the other couple of those designs are his as well and I drew the logo but I, I won't say anything beyond that I can't attest to anything beyond that yeah we came up with a name Meg and I drew it that day and I was like okay that'll stick <laughs> so you know I think a lot of people want to know how they can participate because once you realize how important mangroves are to the ecosystem especially you know we talk a lot about the Florida Keys. That's one of our favorite places to visit. And I think it's a huge draw for travelers, especially to Florida for the first time. And everywhere you go sure. out snorkeling, of course, you have the reefs. But everywhere you go and all the sandbars that you might connect with, uh, there's mangroves, right? And you see, like, the mangrove. I didn't know that. I thought they – I always just called them pods. But I guess you said they're propagules. So you see them kind of floating around in the water or washed up on the beach. And I saw that you have some kind of – way that people can collect them and send them to you is that right yeah we're uh we're doing a, a large-scale propagule collection campaign um we've partnered up with a couple different nonprofits in an effort to in the northern bahamas uh, those partners are bonefish and tarpon trust bahamas national trust and friends of the environment and the ultimate goal is we're actually going to be bringing uh, a local seed source from florida over to the bahamas um, because the natural sea source got wiped out by Hurricane Dorian back in 2019. Or was it? Yeah, back in 2019. Wow. And we're doing that for this year. So we are, and we also utilize teeth for our own home-based nursery as well. Mm -hmm. So it's collecting for us, and it's also collecting for our Bahamas initiative. So this year we decided to put together this collection campaign because normally we can fulfill about every all the needs we need just through our own volunteer base. Um, but this call to action was much greater, so... We mobilized our, uh, and in an effort, for one, the community needed something to do during these interesting times. Yeah. Um, and two, um, it, it's super easy. Um, you can go out in the water in your boat, take a dip net. You can go collect free-floating mangrove propagules. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, and you can take them to one of our drop-off locations or arrange um, a pickup um, from us. Uh, so it's our first it's our first run at doing this for like as a full community wide scale. Um, because retailers involved, we have some retail shops that participate as drop off locations and it was just a, it's been a great way for people to get involved and get excited about the movement that we're doing. So yes, you can get involved. Would it be hard for a vacationer? Um, not if they knew who Meng was, you know, um, and they see where they're doing a little traveling. Uh, we probably will initiate more drop off locations as we get a little bit bigger for the campaign. Um, and then seeds, seeds are normally about good till about December and then they'll start to drop again next mm -hmm. like August. Yeah. So July and August is when they start dropping. So they only, mangroves only put out seeds once a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, me neither. Yeah. So well, I think we need to this start kind, This is kind of prime time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a follow-up question, Meg? We usually use the seeds to poke crabs out of rocks. So now we'll just keep that. Not poke crabs out of rocks. Get them to come out where we can, so we can like say hi them. Yeah. and greet them Yeah, we don't gently. Like harm the, rock, yeah. the crabs. <laughs> you said it very yeah, aggressively. Use, use, use the tools in the environment. I did have one more. Um, well, technically I have two more. But uh, the first one is, you know, what can – what can kind of we do and, you know, everybody really do when they're out in the mangroves, you know, boating, snorkeling, fishing, maybe even camping, you know, to help, you know, conserve that, uh, like that to protect it. Right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think everyone can do their part and I mean, it's simple, but picking up trash, yeah. um, oh, okay. there's nothing, there's nothing worse for ecosystems than fishing line, tangling up trees mm -hmm. and, and, um, it kind of be a little bit of a mangrove monkey sometimes to get in there and, mm -hmm. and you know, you can climb, you, you can climb on top of a lot of those properties and, you know, just get stuff out of there because, you know, the more debris there is in mangroves, uh, in mangrove swamps, uh, you know, the, the less there is, like, for their ability to recruit. So the seeds float in and out of the top. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a place to root. So, you know, in a natural ecosystem, that's what that's what's happening. So, you know, deb it, removing debris is, I think, number one. Um, you know, you it, it's hard to plant. Like, in natural ecosystems, um, 
you know, it's really not like ideal just to start stick. You're not really going to have a high success rate doing that. Um, you know, but you know, you can always make sure there's, there's no trash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's easy. Um, this wasn't really a follow up to that question, but I, I have to ask as a mangrove fanatic as you are, um, what is your favorite kind of mangrove? Uh, I have to say I love I said the red mangrove oh, red. is my favorite. I like the uh, ones with then, the salt at the bottom of the leaf. That's the black mangrove. Yeah. And the black mangroves are they're close second. And then the white mangroves that they're like more terrestrial. They're not that cool, honestly, if you ask me. <laughs> they're the not the hate on that. Not <laughs> not not to hate on my mangs. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> white mangroves. If you're listening, we're sorry. Yeah, sorry. Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the white mangroves actually have, you know, because they're a little bit more terrestrial. They don't like yeah. the salt water as much. Uh, they they have a smaller seed size, so they actually make it further upland. Right. Um, because it's all based upon seed size as far as like how far a seed can travel. Right. Because white mangroves, smallest seed, black mangroves, the medium, and then the red mangrove is the iconic one that everyone knows, which is the yeah. tropical. And um, you know, just black mangroves are badass because they kind of have this big sheet of, uh, sheet of like the roots are just a big sheet, mm-hmm. and they put out pneumatophores, which are like little snorkels, which help in like aid in oxygen. Oh, cool! I didn't know respiration. That. So they're really like a really good like surface, they're like a great surface sediment, um, like uh, like what do you call it? Uh, like erosion control. Mm-hmm. And then red mangroves are really good at like fi- like fixing like just like the fringe they call it. Um, and kind of being like the first line of defense and then black mangroves and then the white mangroves. That's nice. so neat. I didn't Super know cool. that. Me neither. Yeah. Protect the coastline. All right, Kyle. So I know that we've asked you a ton of questions and we appreciate your time so much, but I know our listeners are going to want to know where they can get some of these cool shirts that we've been talking about and where they can check more about what man gears up to next. Yeah, so you can always learn more and access all our information. We're going to only be continually updating at www.mangear.com. That's the best place. It's got all our it's got all our styles, all our sizes. Everything's available for both our men's, women's, youth, and toddlers even. And you can pick up some sweet lids, some trucker hats. Mm-hmm. You can get buffs, stickers, and more coming for fall and more coming next spring. So we're going to be only investing more into our product line. You can also follow us and plan a mangrove freaking gear at, on Instagram and Facebook. Those are our two main media channels. And then you can also sign up for our volunteer programs on our website. You can sign up to learn more through our newsletters on our website. And um, you can subscribe and just, you know, plan a mangrove for free and begin to learn. And then one day when you need a UPS 50 shirt and you're tired of getting beaten up by the sun, come <laughs> to mangrove. Uh, you'll look fresh too. There you go. I love it. And you guys post some sweet pictures. Yeah, for We sure. were just looking at that alligator, like, kind of resting. Crocodile. Crocodile? Was it a crocodile? Eating the lionfish. Yeah. yeah. Super That's cool. cool. Super cool. Very cool. Yeah, I love the content you guys Wait. are putting out. Love the shirt. Love that you guys are a family-operated company. Yeah, uh, yeah yep. no, definitely give myself a shirt. Yeah, we're, I think we're all going to be shopping the second we get off the phone with oh, you. Oh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, Kyle. Yep. So thank you so Stop much. Stop Yes, we will. Yeah, absolutely. And it's for a good cause. Buy one, plant one. So thanks again, Kyle, for your time. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys do next. And have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you, guys. I hope Thank you have a wonderful one. Yeah, you too. Wow. Yeah. Kyle's so cool. He yeah. is cool. Yeah, I feel like he could be an honorary dip crew member. Yeah, I get I get it's it. It's a cool business to start. I wish <laughs> right? I had. I, I just, I mean, the designs for the shirts are Yeah, I love them. Freaking awesome. I can't stop looking at them. Yeah, I totally want a hat. Yeah, buy one, plan one. So right, yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy how like when you're out. I know we talked about this, but when you're out on the beach and stuff, you see the mangroves like the seeds, propagules, 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 kind of swimming everywhere. So now you can like be a part of the restoration. Yeah. So either do something easy like buy yourself a sweet shirt, or do something a little bit more fun and go hunting for propagules and send them over to Kyle. Yeah, cool. So uh, make sure to hit up mangear.com to get yourself some sweet merch and plant a baby mangrove. Yes. Trey, cool. Okay, everybody. Steph's mangrove juice uh, (laughs) incapacitated her a little bit. So thank you for tuning in to Just a Podcast in Paradise. We know you have your choice to travel podcast, and we thank you for choosing to travel with us. We'd love it if you'd subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed your time with us today. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at just.take.a.dip. Don't forget the dots. <laughs> for daily updates on what's happening around Florida. And check out our YouTube channel. I personally love that one. Uh, just Today in Paradise for destination ideas, restaurant reviews, unboxing things you might want to take on your next trip, and copycat recipes for some of our favorite places in paradise. We're wishing you a little bit of sunshine wherever you are, and we hope to see you in paradise soon. Steph, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Peace out.